This is episode number one with Louise Worrell and Hayley Rain Diplock. Welcome to Motherhood and Making Money. My name is Kerry Gillett. I'm an award-winning social entrepreneur, the founder of the Mubo Business Accelerator and mum to Fred. Each week, I speak to inspiring parents who are doing amazing things in their business or chosen career to help inspire more of us to be educated, empowered, and financially free. Thanks for joining us for today's discussion. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. Hello and welcome to the podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about a hot topic in all of our communities, and that is family support when starting and growing a business. Joining me for today's podcast is Louise. Louise has been self-employed for four years. She's the director of a children's counselling company and lives with her husband and one child and also Hayley. Hayley is the owner of Top Stitch Wales. She has been in business for four years and is married with two children and also lives with her lovely mum, Helen. Good morning to you both. How are you? Morning. Good, thanks. We're going to dive right in with the questions. Thank you ever so much for joining me. The first question I'd love to ask you both today, I'll go to you first, Louise. What was your experience in starting your own business? And do you feel you always had your family's support? Okay, so I first started in business about six months after finishing my master's in play therapy. And um, I was working for a charity and it wasn't quite uh, stable enough to know what was coming in and what was coming out. I was a single parent. I had a five, nearly six year old and I was the only income. So I felt like I needed more, um, not stability because self-employment is not stable, but more control and more understanding of what would come in and how that would work. Um, I also in time wanted to be able to do school hours and make sure that that worked around there. And in terms of family support, I think I've got a supportive family, but like you said, I was on my own at that point. My mum was an hour away and my dad was in China. So he was like 12 hours on a plane ride. Mm. And my mum's got previous self-employment history, but my dad hasn't. So there's that um, general lack of understanding around how it works or why you're waiting for invoices or what that looks like. Um, So I think there was support there, but I can't necessarily say that I felt it or leaned into it at all. I just tried to do it all on my own. No, absolutely. And what was it like for you when you were setting up your business, Hayley? Um, I have to say I'm very lucky because my I live with my husband and I live with my mum and they're probably my biggest cheerleaders. So when I said I wanted to set the business up, they were both like, yeah, go for it. And it's been quite nice because there have been a couple of times where I have had a bit of a wobble and I've sort of throw my toys out of the pram and said right that's it I'm quitting and they're like no no you're not you're just saying that um but yeah I love it because we because we all live together I generally bounce ideas um around and they're really good sounding boards um for where I want to go and and what I want to do so I'm very lucky to have them yeah absolutely and what difference do you think that that made to you in those early days when you have just had that fledging fledgling idea for what top stitch would become and you were kind of first tentatively putting that idea out there I think it was just nice knowing there was that little kind of like support safety net if that makes sense because it is that moment you decide to go into business for yourself is so scary because you don't know what's going to happen and it is such a 
a big risk um, and just knowing that they were there and that they they've had my back for the last four years has been you know amazing yeah absolutely and really nice to hear actually because often as I mentioned at the start of the podcast in our community maybe not even consistently but we do meet with a lot of women who don't feel that they have the right support to even start talking about starting a business and then growing a business so it's really amazing to to hear and see the difference that that has made for you in how you approach starting up and also growing I come back to you quickly Louise you were saying that you were on your own when you first started up the business and had that idea so what Mm -hmm. kind of um, support were you looking for at that time what did you find was helpful for you when you were first starting to work on going self-employed and building your business I think definitely meeting people that were already doing it so I had a really good peer network of um, qualified therapists who are maybe a few years ahead of me and even my first referrals like they came via that group they knew Mm. I was setting up and they were willing to share you know work that they didn't have capacity for and sent it my way and when you look at that in business circles quite often people pay for that but in the therapy world they don't you know they share and they're generous and that was really helpful and like I said meeting other people that had done it and that it was working for them and that self-employed life was okay and acceptable was really helpful because I hadn't really seen it modeled um, for a long time and it did feel scary and I was always like oh I'd rather the security of working for someone and then building it but actually thankfully I was on my own and had to just make it work in any yeah. way that did work so there's a lot of self-employment that comes out of that necessity drive yeah. I think to you know almost feel like it's the it's a really difficult choice but it's the easiest choice for a lot of women I think who mm. have children because perhaps going back to work or working in an actual employed job is so restrictive for us sometimes. There's not that flexibility there that this is the only way. And I was interested in what you said then about your peer circle being so supportive and how Mm. sometimes in the online space you have to go and kind of pay for that support, which obviously is fantastic. There are a lot of great communities that you can tap into that are, um, you know, that you do have to pay to join. But having that support sounds like it was really instrumental to getting you started um so how did you find that you were able to really access that and were you confident maybe going out and asking for that support in the early days um I don't think it's confidence I think the confidence grew as I you know said yes to a few projects and tried them out and did it um but I'd found I was already part of the group from qualifying. And so we met like every other month. And like you said, some of them were employed roles and some of them were in self-employed and some of them had a mix of both. So again, they understood that field. Um, and I knew that they had credibility themselves because that's important, isn't it? Um, and so I felt they, I could trust them. And like you said, when it's, Again, they didn't necessarily say to people that were looking for work, oh, Louise is the one you need to go with, but they would give options. And then I think because I had a website and, you know, it looked professional, people tried me out, even though I didn't really have that much experience working with cases on my own. Um, And it's grown from there and I'm still part of that network. And what I've been able to do in time now is offer work out to other people. So I've got a role at the moment and that's for newly qualified people. And it's really lovely that I can share that and say, you know, from what was done for me, I can give that to other people and try and get some good people in as well. Yeah, that circle of giving is fantastic. Well done, you. 
what talking quickly there about networks what kind of support have both of you sought out to help you with your business i know you do social events actually hayley kind of as part of of what of what you're doing um has that helped you do you think grow a network um yeah i mean the so social events they've been going now for almost a year in october and that I did as a way for my business to give back to the community, particularly after COVID, everybody had been shut up. They weren't able to do something. And to be honest, crafting is something that's quite a solitary activity. Yeah. Um, and I saw that there was lots of knit and natter, crochet groups, but nothing specifically for people that did sewing. Um, and within now doing the so social sessions, I've discovered there is a market for haberdashery items. So within the sessions, I now have a pop-up haberdashery shop. And that has now led to me training to do sewing machine mechanics. So I'm actually um, doing a home study course to learn how to fix and maintain sewing machines. So I've already passed my first level. I've only got another three to go. Well done, congratulations. To my testing and then I'm wow. good to go. So hopefully by, I'd like to say by October, November, but realistically, I think it's going to be something that's going to be coming in in the new year um, because a lot of people have to travel um, to either Carmarthen or Swansea to go and get their machine service. There isn't really anybody in Llanethley and there's certainly not many women that do it. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to fly the flag for the <laughs> ladies <laughs> and I'm going to learn how to fix them. <laughs> well, this and this is so amazing because, and this is not part of the podcast, I'm going to butt in and say it now, because... <laughs> I, I, I've known Hayley for a long time online. And so I can remember when Hayley like first started sewing an item before she was even selling an item. And then she started selling them and the selling grew. And then she was going to fairs and things and putting stuff out there. And so like I saw the meetings, you started to do the meetings. I was like, oh, that's an amazing thing to, you know, to branch out to. And then mm. to be doing like the pop-up store stuff and to go into servicing, like that's a massive growth in insane but now I feel like I've got some clarity as to where exactly I'm going and what it is that I want to want to do if that makes sense so I want to focus more on the um, machine mechanic side of things with the handmade items as a smaller part of the business and then make things that are more bespoke so I can utilize like my embroidery machine yeah. um, so there's going to be a whole load of yeah, the next six months is going to be <laughs> so a bit of change, but it's all very exciting. And also the best market for that business, because you've gone out and created this audience and basically mm -hmm. asked them what they want and need and filled that gap. And that is going to really stand you in fantastic stead, I think, for being able to build this solid business out going forward. And it is a solid business, but like, good, well done you. That's really, you. really, really brilliant. Well done. Have you dipped your toes into any kind of outside networking or community support for your business, Hayley? Or if you, do you think you kind of have really forged your own thing? I, pre-COVID, I was in like a networking group. I have to say, as somebody that crafts, it is very hard to find people that are of your 
own if that makes sense Mm -hmm. and through that networking group I um met somebody who also crafts I'm going to give her a shout out if that's okay that's fine we love so so nice she makes the most yeah yeah, she makes the most amazing bears and she's such a close friend and I wouldn't have met her had it not been for um that uh business group and yeah honestly she's amazing she's absolutely amazing touch point I also know Mandy online so she does do wonderful (laughs) products so um definitely go and check her out what about you Louise how have you found expanding your network has has helped you um I think we spoke about this briefly didn't we I've definitely expanded network and have got other business contacts around me now um but I have to say that's been helpful in terms of knowing a little bit more about how business works, but in terms of expanding network for business growth or um, getting more work with organizations and things like that, most of my work is with people that are really struggling and people that wouldn't go to networking meetings or again with organizations that have haven't got time to go to them or they haven't got the funding or they haven't got, you know, the means to even consider looking for a therapist there. So I think what I've probably learned from the networking side of things is to be in the places where they are rather than being in the spaces where businesses say you should be. Yeah. Um, and again, I've been fortunate that because I've done this for quite a while now, like my company name is well known. And so people generally seek me out, which I know is a real blessing. Um, sometimes it doesn't feel like it when you're busy and you've got lots of things to do. But um, again, I'm really grateful that the first few years I never paid for any marketing support or anything there it's all organic and all just mistakes and growth in between and seeing what happens yeah I think there's something to be said there about sometimes you can fall into networking for networking's sake like you feel like you should be go you know people say you should network like it's brilliant for your business if you want to grow your business you've got Mm. to grow your network but actually you have to be quite selective with your time quite selective with your groups and you really have to think for a lot of businesses like is this going to work for me or is this it, you get something from all events right absolutely mm. you do. but am I just going to go for a coffee and a piece of cake here and that's what <laughs> I'm going to get out of it and that is fine on some days but it's it's that confusion sometimes I think of people going right I've got to go to grow my business but not adding up that actually it might grow your network of support personally as a business owner but it might not directly correlate to you getting sales if your customer is not someone who is going to be there and for a lot of businesses Mm. exactly like mine Louise networking works for me to go to you know to talk about me or meet new people but it doesn't work for my business because my customers are not at networking meetings so um getting that kind of support from an outside network has always actually been quite difficult for me I similarly um, to to well a bit like both of you actually I my parents are fantastic and very supportive then they're not they're not how would I say it they weren't so be self-employed they were like Kerry stay in the NHS (laughs) get a pension and have paid holidays (laughs) And I've always, always, even when I was working, had some kind of side project that was on the go. And I can see now looking back on it, like I was always naturally drawn towards doing something different. 
Um, but it took me a long time because I felt like I needed to have that stability to really let go and step into it, especially when it came to helping other people with business, because it wasn't something entrepreneurialism and running a business wasn't something I grew up around or was ever talked about as an option for me. Mm -hmm. So though they are lovely, supportive people, I don't feel like I particularly had um, the communication skills to go and ask sometimes for what I needed from other people. And that mm. actually played out into my relationship. My other half is fantastic and actually self-employed. Um, but I found, particularly after having Fred, as someone who would put myself very much last on a list, it was, what was I doing as a mum? How was James's business doing? And how was I operating in that? And then what small slither of time was left for me to help me grow that business. And I know this is something that a lot of people um, have resonated with. So I'd like to quickly just touch on not taking it all depressive, but <laughs> have there been any times in your business kind of career where you have felt like maybe you have struggled with something and have not had the support to move forward or have perhaps not hit a milestone or goal because you haven't felt equipped to get there. Does that make sense? What about you, Louise? We'll start with you. <laughs> um, yeah, when I was thinking about this, I think, and obviously we weren't expecting a pandemic and it's like unusual circumstances, but I think for me, when that happened, you know, January, February of 2020, I was doing really well and I was paying off debts from a past relationships, so I hadn't been saving, um, but was earning well enough that that was okay. And yeah, I was thinking, do I grow the business or like you said, do I go back and get like a permanent work somewhere and think about things that way? Um, and even had a few interviews lined up. And then when lockdown hit, like most of my work, because it was schools based, but I wasn't an employee. And because like you said, I'd had extra um, like zero hours jobs, but I'd only had 48% of my income had been from self-employment. And so for the, any of the government support, I wasn't considered um, self-employed enough because it wasn't 50% yeah. or more. So that 2% made a massive difference and actually meant that I had to go back onto full-time benefits, so universal credit. And I was suddenly being told that I was a vulnerable family because I was a single parent. And so we were getting extra like food support. And you know, I'm so thankful for that, but it was such a difficult mindset shift to know that that's what I do to support people yeah, <laughs> and I support massive. vulnerable families. And then suddenly I was a family that I could support myself, you know, that really tricky thing of, and then, like I said, because business had been doing so well, it was just real, like, well, the government doesn't recognize that it's not good enough yeah. for them and having to dig in and, and stick with it. Yeah. And I'm really glad that I did. And so I set up as a limited company then in the September that year, because that felt like it, there was a little bit more, security in future if anything yeah. weird ever happened again I could furlough myself or I could you know have yeah. some benefits and protection that I didn't have before so like you said it's not particularly usual because it's not something we were planning for but then that's what happens in life isn't it these things come along that we don't plan for um and I think for me that really felt difficult and again that family support we were isolated weren't we you know no one lived within walking distance of me so I couldn't see anyone and lots of people were furloughed or like my friends in schools could get full pay and not have to worry about yeah. how to pay the bills or what to do with the business or yeah. how to do confidential sessions when you've got one child that doesn't want you to leave the room and things like that. So, yeah, that was the biggest one I could think yeah, of. Yeah, I can imagine that was massively difficult. And mm. also, I, I suppose, I mean, I'm sure as a therapist, 
you know that empathy is there for you anyway but to find yourself back in that situation and then I'm sure that has brought a lot of insight actually back into the work your work as you've as you've carried on hard times I think the pandemic was a hit for all of us with regards to support because with the best will in the world even having you know family support around you there's lots of people who couldn't have that connectedness to other people um businesses or jobs were were gone you know for a lot of people I know that was definitely our case with having a kind of events and weddings Mm -hmm. company was where the majority of our income came from and suddenly or overnight well it was the course of one weekend a Mm. hot like eight months cleared in our calendar just prior because people cancelled just in case they wanted to push and Mm. suddenly we were like well that's eight months we're not earning any money and it's gone like what do we what do we do how do we make those payments really 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 difficult for the best will in the world you know as a as a couple or even as a family everyone wants to be supportive of each other but everyone had their own worries as well so it was a really 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 tricky time what about you Hayley oh Covid um yeah Covid did hit really hard hubby was furloughed um I did shut the business because I thought well no one's going to be buying I was classified at the initial stage I was classified as being in the vulnerable uh groups I was like well I shouldn't really be going out posting orders and stuff so I uh, shut the business um and then people kept messaging me asking me to make stuff so I was like fine okay I'll open but I'm only shipping once a week so that hubby could do it um but juggling trying to do that and homeschooling the children was really hard and even now like they're on their school holidays but I'm still working this week Mm -hmm. and I'm working next week I've planned to be off through the whole of August and they're like oh mummy you working today and it's it (laughs) is really hard because I've got stuff that I need to do Yeah. yeah and I mean fair play to my boys they are um they're always like oh it's top stitch wells and they you know they get really enthusiastic and the littlest likes to draw like posters and that for me oh. so they are very cute with it but I do feel bad because yeah. I've got stuff to do and I like to do it through the day because by the time the evening comes I'm mm. too tired and to be honest being in charge of a sewing machine when you're tired <laughs> like danger <laughs> exactly it's like I like all my fingers <laughs> Um, so yeah it is I struggle with that and yeah it's quite it can be yeah yeah and I think for a lot of women that is that you know listening to this right now that is going to be the thing that's playing on their mind most with Mm -hmm. the summer holidays coming up um and I always say that I do similar to you Hayley I take August off entirely which sounds like such a luxury I think people think no I know but when you don't take any other time off through the mm. year it's like no 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 no. I've worked February half term Easter holidays May half term and I'll be working right up till Christmas and it's like I'm having my month off that's it and I think it's an awareness thing as well I think when people hear that I take August off they're like oh my gosh she like she must be bathing in 20 pound notes she's taking like a mm. month off in one go <laughs> and I'm like actually I take the month off because um yes I want to have the holiday and I want to spend time with Fred but if I chose to work I would be doing the thing that I say where I'm really bad in all areas I've got seven balls and I'm holding none of them well Mm -hmm. I'm not being a great parent I'm actually not being productive in work because I'm snatching those moments you know like I used to very much like when I was starting the business and 
there comes a point where you go, I, I, it's just not worth it for me, for my mental health and my peace to do that. And so it's easier for me to go, right, August the 1st, we shut up. I come back in September and we make the best of it. Also, my clients or our clients are all parents. They're all doing the same thing. They are not engaging in our events. <laughs> they are not looking at our social media posts. It's pointless us being out there and doing it. So as someone who also employs mums, I just say we all go light in August. We are technically still working and we're still <laughs> getting paid, but there's just no point in in pushing that large boulder up the hill <laughs> for a whole four weeks. So we just cancel it out. So it's a tricky one to to balance, but hopefully by September we'll all feel a little bit more revived and we'll be back to it. So with that in mind, how do you two manage your usual work you've both got children of school age so mm -hmm. do you have set hours for your working now as you're both more established in business or are you more fluid what about you Louise it has taken a while but I, I know it's Friday today but Fridays are my day off and I'm very protective over them yes um, like you said, mainly because if you do therapy on a Friday afternoon, you carry it with you the whole week, uh, weekend. Mm. And also it's like prime time for safeguard and referrals and things like that, because that's when people know you need to get support and they might people might be closed over the weekend and so on. And also because I was doing too much and obviously there's quite an emotional impact of the type of work I do. And so I felt for me, I had to really carve out that day to not do anything and you know, like you said, I've got a husband at home, which is lovely, but we are coming up to one year marriage next, uh, next week. And Congratulations. Thank you. Congrats. And I, you know, I have seen a difference of having someone supportive at home and someone who's there ready and willing to fight the corner, even if they don't understand self-employment. And I've seen that my business has grown within that, but also even there, I've had to say, yes, it's a day off, but I'm not doing housework or I'm not doing it because it's my day off. You know? yeah. And I've had to really be quite clear about that. And obviously at times you don't feel the good of that or should I be doing this should I so there's a mix I'll do different bits and then the rest of the time I work school hours um generally because lots of the people I see are in school as well so I go to their school and I meet them there and if I'm working with professionals I just have to be really clear with my boundaries and say this is when you can speak to me if I need to or there's an emergency I will speak to social workers after school hours or before school hours but generally those are my times and I've only just now started putting that on an auto reply so that people know because I felt like people were sitting at my computer waiting for their emails yeah. and I, I wasn't yes. you know I'm out I'm busy I'm doing things so. we love a good boundary over here so well done you. <laughs> what about you Hayley I tell myself I'm gonna have set working hours <laughs> it never works <laughs> I think because of the nature of what I do, to be fair, the majority of it I do while the kids are at school. Yeah. However, when it comes to the evenings, I'm obviously then looking at my social media content yeah. to make sure that I'm keeping up with that and keeping the algorithm up. Um, and the same with the weekends as well. Like if I've got work in, if I've got orders that need doing, then I do them because I don't like to have a long turnaround. Yeah time if I've got an order I just want to get it just want to get it done but I think because I'm planning on changing the direction of my business come the new year I'm hoping to be a nine to five Monday to Friday <laughs> with the exception of the so socials on a Saturday yeah although 
that sounds very good. And actually, yeah, I think that will be a really good move for you. So what advice would you give to somebody who's listening to this, who perhaps doesn't feel supported in their business and is really letting that hold them back from starting or going for that growth? I'll start with you, Louise. Okay. I think I would say carry on because, um, you know, I was trying to think, I don't have any particular soundbite or any wisdom pearl there, but just from my experience, and if you look at, like I said, it was literally, it was just me with a five-year-old, so he couldn't, you know, tried his best, he could take photos, but he couldn't give much support there. And what I've noticed is that as I've carried on and as I felt that I've got to carry on, like amazing things have happened and I've I've got other freelancers on my team and that's never something that I particularly planned for but it's been amazing to see that and we had some time off sick in June and again before that I probably wouldn't have allowed myself to be sick you know I didn't have that luxury but having done that the world survived and it was okay and like you said I had income coming in then from other freelancers so that was a real blessing so I think if you carry on you will be surprised and yes it feels horrible to not have that support and yes you can look at your friends and think oh well they can clock off when they close the car door or when they get in but actually there's going to be some real blessings that come from sticking in that hard time and you know I guess that's when the diamonds form isn't it under pressure and just carry on going and see what comes and then hopefully you'll be in that position of choosing what you want and like you say Haley, like choosing what works for you and for your family rather than having to work for someone else and doing what works for them yeah that's brilliant brilliant advice keep striving towards that choice and what about you Haley? what advice would you give to someone who's struggling and um, with not feeling supported to start or grow their business right now and same as louise it's to just keep going to keep digging away i think your own kind of uh, mindset is really important. And if you don't have that confidence in yourself and if you let anxiety take over, it can be quite um, damaging and it does does stop you from from moving forward. So it is, you know, believe in yourself. You can do it and just keep going. Yeah, absolutely. I would kind of third that advice (laughs) in the keeping going. It's in there. I think it's in those really hard days that you manage to get through that you kind of build a belief in yourself. Mm -hmm. So if you can just see it for what it is, a hard day, a really difficult week, sometimes a pretty crappy month. And if you notice that, you know, you haven't got that support, if you just keep going forward with that in your mind, you start to seek it out in different ways. Mm. It might just be finding a friend like you did Hayley at a networking meeting who you could bounce something off maybe it's developing a relationship with your partner where you're able to communicate better or your family but in keeping our brains are always looking for proof right that something so that, that something works they need proof to to keep running so if you keep telling yourself that you know you've got through a hard day before you've got through a hard week before like you've done it you start to build that historic kind of story to yourself that you can do it and you just keep moving moving forward thank you both so much for joining me today I think this is a really interesting topic for our communities so thank you for being on the podcast it was super super interesting thank you thank you